0: Can we celebrate together the gift of beautiful music that brings us to the manger throne. It's not a gift. The Lord be with you. Thank you very much. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors here. It's an absolute gift to celebrate on this Christmas Eve day with you. I don't know about you, but I feel like the season is too short and the music is too great. So maybe we could sing some more. think I can get us started? Let's see. Uh, the first Noel
1: the angels did say was to certain poor shadow.
0: Nice. You all sound so good. Thank you. Uh, I did all of my Christmas shopping yesterday. (laughs) From start to finish, beginning to end, I was the guy at Dick's Sporting Goods waiting in line for like 42 minutes for Nike socks. Don't tell my kids. I was the guy trying to pull left out of the Meyer parking lot. Did anybody see me trying to pull left out of the Meyer parking lot? It was not, not good. So maybe you, like me, just need to take a deep breath. You don't have to wrap any presents right now. You don't have to prepare any food right now. You don't have to arbitrate any family arguments right now. Right now, you get to open your heart. You get to open your spirit to the expansiveness of God's grace. I was in Target yesterday doing my thing and I came across a teenage girl uh, saying to her mom, oh, come on, mom. That's what Christmas is all about. (laughs) Trying to convince her to buy the duvet cover. (laughs) Uh, And I thought to myself, really? This, I mean, I don't blame her. I'd use every tool in my bag too to get the duvet cover, but really, that's what this is all about. So I took it as a challenge. If I had to use a word... To describe what this is all about, I mean, it'd be as varied as a sunset, I guess, but if I had to choose a word, at least for today, I think I'd say grace. Yes. That's what this is all about. Grace wrapped in bands of cloth, grace lying in a manger, grace announced by the angels out in that shepherd field. Good news, great joy for all the people. Grace. So whatever you brought with you today, maybe you're real comfortable in pews. You like the sound of pipes. Uh, Maybe you're not at all sure about this whole thing. Just got roped into it because it's Christmas. My hope is you'll encounter grace today. Uh, Listen with me to the story of grace as it begins to unfold in Matthew's Gospel. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, was engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly just when he had resolved to do this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. To take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did just as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary to be his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus had been born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, "'Where is this child?' who has been born king of the Jews, for we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was terrified, and all Jerusalem with him. So he called together all the chief priests and the scribes of all the people and inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least of all the rulers of Judah, for from you shall rise a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So King Herod summoned quietly the wise men and learned from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I may also go and pay him homage. And when the wise men heard the king, they set out following the star, which they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother and they knelt down and paid him homage and opening their treasure chests they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod they left for their own country by a different road this is the word of the Lord thanks be to God God. it's Matthew 1 18 through chapter 2 verse 12 if you want to find it in a bible near you maybe the smartphone with you that's the story of grace that's what this is all about the eternal God the God who spoke the world into existence with a word the God who winked and the mountains started climbing and the oceans started tiding and the rivers started running that God took on what we are he took on the vulnerabilities of infant life he took on the particularities of our existence so that we could become like he is what else would you call that if not grace Grace, so whatever you brought into this place, hear it now, hear it loud. I'll say it louder if you need. Grace. Grace. Now oh, I recognize the more excited I get, the longer these sermons seem to go. So I'll keep calm. We'll keep tight. Just a couple of things. Grace in the details of your life. Grace, it's bigger than you can imagine. Grace, what are you going to do with it? Uh, grace in the details of your life. The story starts like this. Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. It goes big. It starts big. It, it, it basically, by, by speaking the word Messiah, is drafting into action all the hopes and longings and desires of all the people throughout time and history. Messiah was the one who was going to come and pick up the broken pieces of our lives and the world and put them back together as a glorious whole to say, now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, is to talk about what God had in mind from the very beginning and would fulfill in the very end, Messiah. And then it gets real small, real quick. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary, it's kind of interesting, you know. I mean, we know Mary. Mary. Now, but they did then, too. They knew her name. It gets real small, real quick, you know? Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, was engaged to Joseph, so apparently grace knows the details of our relationships. When she was, but before they lived together, so apparently grace knows where we sleep, <laughs> She was found to be with child, so apparently Grace knows a lot about our lives. Joseph, being a righteous man, well, there we go. Joseph caught somewhere between law and love. Plans to dismiss her quietly, so apparently Grace knows the inner workings of our processed thoughts. Planned to dismiss her quietly just when he'd resolved to do this. I wonder, did he tell her mom and dad? (laughs) Can you imagine that conversation? Hey, here's the deal she's pregnant and I'm not the father. Just when he had resolved to do this, head back to the shop, you know, build some stuff. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just when he had resolved to do this, he'll give it one more night, one more night. I'll I'll lay down one more night. Just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you'll name him Jesus, for he'll save grace. Grace, this big, huge, overarching story of God's salvation gets real particular, real fast, in the details of their life then, which is evidence enough for me to say, in the details of your life too. Grace in the details. I was figuring someone would have said amen right there. I thought that was worthy of an amen. I was in an e-exchange with someone on Monday night into Tuesday morning. Uh, I think the way he put it, I've given up on church. I think the church has given up on me. He said, I ran out of gas. He's not here. I'm quite sure of that. Uh, But maybe you're like him here. Given up on church, pretty sure the church has given up on you. All maybe smoke and mirrors to say, yeah, I've pretty much given up on God because I'm pretty sure God's given up on me. Well, I can't fix all the wrongs and I can't make it all right, but I can say here now I want to invite you to encounter grace. Grace in the detail of your life. Grace and the details of your days. Grace and the ache you carry and the sadness you know. Grace. That's what this is all about. Not a duvet cover in aisle four. It gets real particular, real fast, and it involves you. And at the same time, it's bigger than you can imagine. If you're willing to move with me from the Joseph moment to the wise men scene. Who are these guys, by the way? Sometimes we call them magi. They're astrologers, you know. They open to page A11 in the newspaper and find their destiny. Uh, We sing of them as the three kings of the Orient. Uh, The Western Christian tradition suggests one was named Balthazar from Arabia, 1,200 miles from Bethlehem. I Googled it. Uh, Another, Melchior from Persia, another 1,200 miles from Bethlehem. A third uh, Gaspar from India, 5,000 miles from Bethlehem. were they all at, like, an astrology conference? (laughs) Do you think? And, like, they all happened to notice, and they sent a couple representatives to go track it down. Or maybe, uh, probably not, or maybe each of them independently saw the star at its rising and converged on Jerusalem and converged at Herod's, Herod's desk to announce to him the good news that Messiah's been born. Wait a second, three guys from way far away are drafted into the story to become the first evangelist before there were evangelists. Grace, it's bigger than you can imagine. These guys are not Christians. Now, to be fair, no one is a Christian at this point in history, (laughs) but you get my point. These are not the kinds of guys who you're gonna enlist into this kind of story. And yet they're the ones Because grace is so big, it's so large, you can't find its bottom or see its end. It just keeps going and going and going. It grows as you get older. Because it wants to work its way into every detail of your life, grace. This is why the Apostle Paul would say, I I, I want you to grasp how deep and wide and long and high the love of Christ is. It's just bigger. Or in a different place. Nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It just keeps growing. It's bigger than you can imagine. It reminds me of that song. I won't sing it, but I'll try. Uh, Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. What if it's more? What if it's more? What if it's more than you can imagine? You don't get to exclude yourself from the story. It's bigger. You don't have to sideline yourself from participation. Grace is bigger. And now I'm getting worked up, which means the sermon's gonna go long. Uh, How about this from Brennan Manning? I've got two Brennan Manning quotes, but I forgot the first one, so this is the second one. God loves you unconditionally as you are and not as you should be. Because nobody is as they should be. It's the message of grace. Grace is sufficient even though we huff and puff with all our might to try to find something or someone it cannot cover. Grace is enough. (laughs) Jesus is enough. It's just bigger. It's just bigger. So the question is, what are you going to do with it? Uh, The Joseph moment and the wise men scene, they're they're laid next to each other, I think, intentionally. Um, Who knows how long passed between the wise men showing up and Jesus having been born. I mean, it's the 12 days of Christmas, so you might sort of lean to believe it's been about 12 days. Probably not, probably years. So so Matthew's putting these stories next to each other for a reason. It's a little bit like, if I can say it like this, it's like a Hallmark movie. They're like the same story with different circumstances. (laughs) Each of them receives a messenger. I'm talking about Joseph and Herod now. Each of them receives a messenger. Matthew 1, 20. Just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. An angel shows up. Now Matthew 2, 1 and 2 Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is this child who's been born king of the Jews? In each case, there's a messenger. Do you see the parallels? And in each case, they're terrified. The angel says to Joseph, Don't be afraid. Herod is frightened and all Jerusalem with him. Do you see the parallel? In each case, they're given the announcement of something glorious. Name him Jesus. He'll save. Call him Emmanuel. He's close. That's Joseph. Herod, where is this child who's been born king of the Jews? They're given this announcement of great news and they're left with a choice. They're left to do something with it. Joseph wakes up from his sleep and does just as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He concedes to grace. Herod, well, the wise men were warned in a dream not to return. I think these stories are placed next to each other not just to tell us what happened, but to invite us what's going to happen. What are you going to do with grace? You can be lethargic about it, but it's going to keep coming after you. You can use it and abuse it, go on screwing around, and yet all of our screwing around won't keep us from grace. What are you going to do with grace? This whole thing, this whole thing. It's about grace. The eternal God who spoke the worlds into existence chooses to become like us to save grace. So you're invited to the table today. You're invited to eat the bread and dip it into the cup. Grace, grace for you. If you're a wholehearted believer in Jesus, come to the table. If you're curious about Christ, come to the table. What are you going to do? With grace. I for one would like to sing. So you can join me if you want. It's what would Christmas Eve day be like without Silent Night? Silent Night.